Starting on January 11th, Health Power will be posting every Tuesday instead of every Tuesday and Thursday. On Thursdays, starting on the 12th, you're going to get Dog Eared with Lisa Davis. Say write books about dogs. I interview them. So if you're a dog lover, I hope you will check it out. Tell your friends, tell your family, also tell them about Health Power. So again, Health Power every Tuesday. Dog Ear with Lisa Davis every Thursday. Hope you'll tune in. Getting our kids to sleep can be very frustrating for some parents more than others. Having a child who's neurodiverse was exceptionally challenging. For other kids, you take them out and they'll fall asleep anywhere. Some of our kids fall in the middle. So wherever your kid is at, I definitely recommend this next book. It is so good. It is called How to Sleep Tight Through the Night. It is by our fantastic guest, Zevia Gover. Zevia writes self-help, inspirational books and memoirs, as well as poems, stories, and essays. She is also a certified DreamWork professional who leads workshops and teaches domestically and abroad, in person and online. She is a member of the International Association for the Study of Dreams and the former education director for the Institute of Dream Studies. Ziva, welcome back. It's been way too long. I don't think you've been on since I was doing It's Your Health, maybe, for NPR. It's just yeah. been a long time, so I'm so happy to see you. I'm really happy to be back. What kind of research did you do? Did you you know, create some of these on your own? Tell us how this came about. Yeah, so this is a fun, a fun story. I My previous book is The Mindful Way to a Good Night's Sleep, and yeah. I've been doing research on sleep and dreams for many years. I sort of came in the back door with sleep because of my interest in dreams. That said, um, somebody read that book, an an editor at the publishing company, Story, where I published. She read that book and she said, geez, I wish there was a book like this for kids. My, My kid had such trouble with sleep. And so we started to brainstorm how we could adapt the research I'd done for that book to this. So I consulted a pediatric sleep consultant. Uh, to help scale some of the exercises to the right age range. And of course, I had my own young people in my life. My daughter's grown now, but I had young test readers and who tested out some of these techniques with their parents and caregivers. But also the next challenge was I'd never written a kid's book before. Oh, wow. You did a great job. Thank you. Well, I can thank my collaborator, my co-author, Leslie Newman for that. She's an award-winning children's book author and happens to be one of my very best friends. So I invited her on the project. And so um, with the amazing illustrator, Vivian Meineker, uh, I agree with you. I love this book too. (laughs) So this is such a great tip. Swap plugs for pages. I love this. Tell us about this. Swap plugs for pages. I've been getting a lot of feedback from adults who are saying, oh, I got this book for my kid, but I am using it. (laughs) So so the trick here is we really do need to prepare our minds for sleep. You know, we're moving into a whole different state of consciousness. So that's heady for children. But what they can start to get in that bedtime habit, sort of the hour before bedtime, to just start doing different kinds of things like, Maybe it's after you get into your pajamas, you start to think about instead of things that you have to plug in or charge up or that need a battery, right? And a way to talk about kids is, you know, just how your phone needs to recharge, so do you. You know, we put those aside so they can rest 
And then we start to rest our brain by turning to something, you know, like a book with pages or a deck of cards or, you know, rather than watching TV, say, or going online. Because it's not just about taking something away. It's about adding something different. Right. Something you can actually look forward to. Like, you know, instead of a video game, maybe it's doing a puzzle or playing a board game. I mean, it's and sometimes that involves the parents more, which makes it a little harder. You know, it's a different um, routine to get into, and it does require a little more attention. So I get that it's not necessarily easy and that nobody's going to necessarily be perfect at it. So the last thing we want is for anyone to feel bad about where they're falling short. Like, you know what? I'm just exhausted. (laughs) We're going to cuddle up and watch TV together. Well, then make that time cozier. You know, make sure the lights are dimmed, you know, have a real cozy blanket, just start to tone down maybe even the voices and have fewer lights on. There's always things you can do. You don't have to do it all. I love this. Three or more good reasons to go to bed. Uh, Number one, while you sleep, your body works hard to grow. Two, when you sleep, your brain helps you remember what you learned during the day. And three, your dreams have a job to do too. They help you feel calmer and happier. And I think that's so nice because some kids really like to know, well, why should I do, you know, why, what? You know, they're always asking questions. So, well, here's why. And maybe they can come up with some of their own reasons why. Like, how do you feel after a great good night's sleep? How do you feel when you don't sleep enough? How, you know, how does your mood seem or, you know, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things on the list is about dreams. And there's a lot about dreams in the book. You know, as a child myself, I had a lot of difficulties with sleep. And Mm. dreams were my incentive. Even though I had nightmares a lot of the time, I just thought dreams were fascinating. You know, a kid, four or five years old, I remember thinking it's like going into a movie theater and you don't know what movie's playing. And even though I knew some nights it could be a horror film, just the adventure of it made me forward to sleep. And so there's a lot about dreams in this book because I think that's something that A, kids love. Right. It can be scary. But one of the reasons I wanted to write this book is that sleep in dreams is one of the ways kids can really empower themselves, that they can build courage. You know, it's one of the few things they really have to ultimately do on their own. Even if you share a bedroom, you know, closing your eyes, it's solitude, and they don't have their devices to distract them. It's a little scary. So I is to feel empowered that dreams can be where they learn to stand up to the scary monster. I wish I had had this because there is studies that show that lavender really does help you relax. And you have all these other great uh, things in there too. You have a make uh, make sweet smelling dream. So you take a handful of herbs, you take jasmine or rosemary, mugwort or rose petals, and they have the reasons you got to get the book. Lavender, which I just gave away, helps you relax. And you put them in a sock and then you sleep with the sock. I mean, that's great. Yeah. I know. It's a fun project and it's it really works. And it gives kids a little bit of education too about you know, that there are some really healthy, easy to access things that just grow naturally with no effort that we can use to help us sleep. Yeah, that's it's awesome. I also think it's so important to teach kids gratitude. So I love this. Say thank you. Uh, some people count sheep to fall asleep, but counting the things you feel grateful for works even better. 
You talk about drawing pictures, making a list of things that made them feel good today. And you write, quote, let yourself drift off to sleep with a smile. And I love this. Thank you, nature. Thank you, ice cream. That's so cute. Thank you, grandpa. Thank you, friends. And that's such a great habit to get them into as they grow up. Yeah. And, you know, that is something It's in my book for adults, too, uh, The Mindful Way to a Good Night's Sleep. Studies have actually shown, I think we know a lot about gratitude now. We know that gratitude helps us feel better and all that. But studies have shown that a gratitude practice as you're falling asleep or just before bed helps you to sleep better and have better, you know, more positive dreams. So to get kids in that habit early on, you know, I think we can help avoid some insomnia. You know, insomnia is another pandemic that we face. Right. Um, the Centers for Disease Control actually used that word for insomnia back in, I think it was 2017. But oh. in either case, we're, we're helping kids to have this better relationship with sleep and dreams. And it seems like a cute little practice, you know, making the gratitude list out loud with kids before bed and getting them to do it. Um, it's going to help them build really good sleep habits so that when they're grownups, they might not have to be part of that statistic about adults with sleep issues. Absolutely. I also think there's so much stress, so much going on right now. I like this as well. Tuck your worries in at night. And you talk about taking a little box, taking a, uh, your worry, writing it down, put it in the container. You can decorate the box. And I love this too. Imagine that a dream helper or fairy is taking care of your worries until morning. Yes, yes. The, the illustrator did, Vivian Menneker did a beautiful job with that. You know, she has little boys and little girls with their angel wings on. That's oh, so cute. Around. Yeah. Yeah, it's really great. Dr. Judy here. I was recently a guest on the podcast Dog-Eared with Lisa Davis, where she interviews authors who write books about dogs, and I highly recommend you check it out. Lisa reads every book cover to cover, and her warm and engaging personality draws out her guests, and the resulting conversation illuminates the book, but without giving away the whole story. Also, I will be on monthly to answer her listeners' questions about natural pet health. So whether you want the latest advice on how to keep your furry friend happy and healthy, training tips, inspirational memoirs, or anything else dog, Dog-Eared is right for you. I mean, I, I don't want to give away everything in the book because people have got to get the book. But I really like this, the combination of breathing out, but also saying something to yourself. And you say, I am sleepy. So, you know, you breathe in, take a big breath in slowly and silently say to yourself, I am. Then breathe out even more slowly and silently say sleepy. So it gives that double effect, which is nice. Triple, too, because it's, again, helping kids learn about the power of breath to relax True. themselves, something that they can use all day and all their, their whole life. You know, they can grow up with that practice of how we can self-soothe, we can help, you know, um, deal with, as you said, so many anxious moments in life, big and small, that kids face and adults, too. Yeah. It's really, really true. What are some of your favorite things in the book? Again, there's so many great ones, and I could, I just love them all. <laughs> well, I have to say, again, because I was a kid, and I am an adult who faces nightmares. Mm. So for me, the Make Friends with Monsters was a really important part of this book, meaning that when kids have scary dreams, it's true for adults and children that all of our dreams are 
coming to help us. But it doesn't always feel that way when you wake up from a nightmare. So I have this exercise in here um, where we encourage children to get to know their dream monster, get to know their scary monster in a safe context. So there are a few um, little prompts for the kid to maybe shrink the monster down really small so it's not so scary and make an imaginary box or, you know, see-through bubble that the that keeps them safe from the monster so they can ask questions and get to know it, like, what's your name and what do you actually want? And that can be so empowering for children, and it really can help to um, lessen nightmares, to reduce nightmares. Well, speaking of nightmares, what is the best way for parents, caregivers, you know, to help their children young children, especially when they come to them and they're like, I had a nightmare. And what are the worst things to say as well? Right. The worst thing I think is to dismiss it. Um, We need to acknowledge that for the child and for the, almost everything I'm saying here is true for the adult too, but we'll stick with the children. So to first acknowledge it, that yes, that was scary. Dismissing it really does not help at all. And it actually makes the child start to question their own intuitive experience. So first to just acknowledge, yes, that was scary. And then also right now we're safe, right? So one really simple, easy thing to do, and it's in the book as well, is to help the child get back grounded safely into their bedroom. And one easy and effective way to do that is to start looking around the room and to just start to name things. It's very grounding. It helps make that transition back to safety. Like there's my blue comforter, you know, there's the red chair. Something about naming the object and the color helps bring the child back to safety quickly. Um, And then to encourage them to do something with that nightmare in the morning, you know, when you wake up, ask them, you know, how are you feeling today? And you might want to draw a picture of it or, or do some of the exercises like I was just speaking of. It's so essential to have things up our sleeve as parents, right? I mean, we get so much thrown at us. And especially when our kids aren't sleeping, it's, it's really tough. Well, I do. One thing I'd love to add, thank you for the opportunity, is that, you know, children need sleep and they need more of it than we do. And these are anxious times for all of us on planet Earth. And sleep is a resource and dreams are a resource for them. So I just want to stress that this book isn't only for people whose kids are having trouble sleeping. It's for all children because, again, it's helping to shift this mentality to one in which sleep and dreams are a vital and valued part of our day and That way the children grow up with really good habits that will serve them for the rest of their lives. So um, that's really what I wanted to make sure folks heard and knew. And I do want to wish you and all your listeners sweet dreams and good sleep and a very, very good night's rest. Sylvia, you did say that you do one-on-one dream is, is, not, is it interpretation or is it like helping them? Yeah, so what I do, it's called one-on-one dream work. And what that means is that we work on the dream together, but I don't interpret it for someone, usually in the process of the questions that I ask and the time we spend together. 
the dream sort of opens up for us. So yeah, these are sessions where you find meaning in your dreams. And so it is a little different than traditional dream interpretation, but the result is the same, except more empowering because you're learning to understand the language of your dreams naturally. It's really fun and powerful experience. And how did you get into this kind of work? Well, as I mentioned, I've been, my dreams have been interesting me and they've been interested in me, it seems, since I was a little child. And so I've always been reading about them on the side. I've had different careers. I've been a journalist and I've taught poetry in non-traditional settings. Um, But, you know, about 15 years ago, I decided to go all in and study dreams and dream work. And as a consequence, start to learn a lot about sleep as well. Um, For me, it is a passion and it's a way of life. It's... um, It's fulfilling emotionally, spiritually, and in all different ways. So um, I'm really so thrilled that I get to spend my life doing this now. Oh, that is so nice. Well, Zevia, tell us all the ways we can find you and all of your wonderful books. And you'll be back in the new year, 2023, talking about another book. Tell us the name of that one. So my newest book combines my two passions, dreams and writing, and it's called Dreaming on the Page. Dreaming on the Page. So it's to help people combine dreams and writing, whether they just write in their journal or they're a published author. So we'll talk about that next time. And folks can find out all about my offerings and some resources on sleep and dreams and writing at thirdhousemoon.com. You just write it out, thirdhousemoon.com. Or my name, ziviagover.com, which is harder to spell. (laughs) (laughs) Be sure to get Zevia's wonderful book, Sleep Tight Through the Night. And also, be sure to check me out on social media at Lisa Davis MPH on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also rate, review, and subscribe. Never miss a show. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you and we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.